Yes, welcome to the Robcast. This is episode 354, and this episode is called This Guy is Asking This Other Guy. Because in the fall of 2021, uh, one night in the middle of the night, I woke up and I, I don't know whether I was woken up by this scene or I woke up and like could see this scene and it was like a picture or a image and this guy is asking this other guy, where'd you park your spaceship? And I distinctly remember in the middle of the night laughing at, for some reason, this guy needs to know from this other guy, where'd you park your spaceship? And I remember the next morning still finding that so enjoyable. It was like, what was, what was that in the middle of the night? But then, a few nights later, again, this guy is asking this other guy, where'd you park your spaceship? And I remember in the moment feeling like feeling a feeling of the question because it was like, well, how does this guy feel about this question? And the guy, he doesn't like the question. He's terrified of the question. It's profoundly unsettling. And then I find myself asking well, what's the guy's name? Well, the guy who get, gets asked the question, his name is Heen Grubers. Well, how do you spell it? Well, first name Heen, H-E-E-N, last name Grubers, G-R-U-B-A-R-E-S. Like the name is that clear for me. So the guy who gets asked the question, his name is Heen Grubers. What's the name of the guy who asked the question? Oh, easy. His name is Dill Tud, D I L L. T-U-D-D. <laughs> and I'm telling you, this is over the course of a couple of days, but it keeps going. Well, why is he asking him about a spaceship? If he's asking him about a spaceship, are they even on Earth? No, 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 they're not on Earth. What planet are they on? Well, they're on the planet Firdus. Well, how do you spell Firdus? F-I-R-D-U-S. Like, it's coming like that quickly. Well, if they're not on Earth, what happened to the Earth? Oh, well, that's a long story. The Earth didn't make it. And by now, I'm a couple of weeks in, and in uh, where we used to live, in the closet, I had a notepad next to my clothes and a pen where I would just, you know, stuff for the grocery store, to-do sort of stuff, you just jot down. I started like writing this stuff down. Like, where'd you park your spaceship? Okay, a guy named Dill Tud. Dill Tud asks he and Bears. They're not on Earth. They're on the planet Furtis. Well, what happened? Well, the Earth didn't make it. Why didn't the Earth make it? Almost like I'm asking this... Well, it starts with a guy asking a guy a question in the middle of the night, and a couple weeks in, it's like multiple pages of my notepad of notes about what even is this? If you're right now like, what is this? Yeah, exactly. What, what is this and why does it keep coming like it does and why is it so delightful? I am caught up in this scene and it's almost like the more questions I ask it and the more 
there are names and other characters and background and all this history. It's almost like this one guy, this guy asking this guy a question, it's almost like it moves outward in concentric circles. Like, I start to get all of, okay, what happened that led up to this guy asking this question that makes this guy so terrified of this question? But then what does it lead to? How does he respond to the question? And what happens after that? What happened before that? And what happened after that? And I'm like, two pages of notes on this, three pages, four pages, names, plant, well, well, were they both always on Furtis? Oh, no, he grew bears. He grew up on Lunlay. He did. How do you spell that? L-U-N-L-A-Y. Every name has to be made up, apparently. <clears throat> it just grows and grows and grows. Now, around that time, it would have been Labor Day, so beginning of September, um, I had fallen surfing bad and gotten like a three-wave beat down, hold down, and my fin had sliced open my chest and the tail of my board had thumped, like it kept in the wave, it kept pounding my body, so I had bruises all over the front of my body, and I was actually in, it was like really massive pain, and uh, there were a couple of days there when I could barely, I feel like I could barely move, I just sat in this chair, um, so as I'm making all these notes in my clothes closet about this guy asking this guy this question, where'd you park your spaceship? I'm also, uh, I have this, this very strange, very painful experience. And it was so painful. And um, especially when you're held under by waves and you can't breathe and you're like, honestly, when the question it like flies into your brain. Like, am I going to make it here? Like I'm, I'm actually in trouble here. Um, but it, uh, I knew enough and I was, it was, I was, it was hard enough to move that I was just listening because I was like, this is something, listen to this. That's the thing about pain is generally, generally if you, instead of numbing it, you sit with it as a general rule, it has something to tell you. It's come to, who knows, wake you up, show us something, guide us, reveal something that uh, we're able to skim across the surface of. But I uh, had had this feeling for a while, actually, that I didn't want to be doing what I was doing. And uh, for me, that was very... Uh, uh, what's the word? Scary. Uh, because I project, uh, a, a, I, I'm, I'm aware that I project a great deal of joy and delight and ease and, hey, here we go, another Robcast. Uh, so to be like, I don't, I don't want to keep doing uh, this. And I didn't even really know what this was. Um, what I meant by this, I just knew something was ending. And it was, it was like a death. Something was ending. And uh, so I'm sitting with this feeling like a whole chapter of life is ending, listening, trying to understand what exactly it is. But this story of this guy asking this guy is roaring into my life. I, I am thinking about it like a lot of the day and having 
written a couple of books, I I reach this point where I realize, yeah, you have you not only have enough, you have plenty. You have way more than you need to start typing. And I remember sitting down. We're now at October of 2021, opening up like a new pages document on my computer. Um, and a- actually, I knew that I needed, we had an old computer that nobody in the family was using. And I knew that I needed to write it on that computer because it doesn't, because it doesn't have any internet on it. I knew that I needed to start typing on this big old Mac that nobody in the family was using because it was too old. <laughs> so I took it in to the Apple repair and I said, can you make, all I need to do is be able to write on this. Can you take everything else off it so there's no distractions? I just need pages to work on this. So I set up this uh, computer that at that point was like way past normally, um, you know, whatever, workable. And I remember typing the first line, the earth didn't make it. Uh, And then it, this, it just, it is coming, the story. And suddenly I realized, oh my God, this is book one. Because I can see where the other character, especially the guy, Dill Tud, who asks the guy the question, well, where did he come from? What happened to, how did he get here? Oh, okay, got it. So all of a sudden there's a book two, and then I realize there's a, wait, this is a book, this is a story, but it's told from Heen's perspective. But then we're going to need Dill, and then we're going to need, oh, and then Nunye shows up, so we're going to need her story. Oh, this is like, this is like a world. Uh, this is a world here. But you can't say that to anybody, I'm building a world, right? You have to keep, so I'm not really telling anybody, I just, I start typing, but I hit um, this, like a vulnerability, and uh Mm, like a ten, like a I'm trying to. I'm trying to get at the f- feeling of it. Um, I realized that this thing is bringing me so much joy, and I'm going to have to give myself permission to follow it. Um, and this is the this is the trick. If you're Rob Bell and you go around the world giving people permission, telling people follow follow it, man, follow your curiosity, follow your heart. Uh, I needed to Rob Bell myself. Like, is it okay if I just follow this story that is bringing me so much joy? And it was then that uh, realizing that I needed to give myself permission. I needed to actually allow myself this kind of joy. Especially if if you've recently done a tour called An Introduction to Joy, um, you would think all of it comes just effortlessly and naturally, and it doesn't. There are these moments when you're like, oh, God, I, uh, I, I am in new territory here. And it was in this process, this, like, whatever, a couple months, uh, Jesus the Christ uh, kept appearing to me. And his last name is the Christ. <laughs> he and I go way back. Um, it's very personal. But Jesus the Christ keeps appearing, and he's like, hey, you've been telling my stories for 30 years. Um, Good job, Rob Bell. Well done. Mad respect. Yeah. Um, But uh, do you want to be done? Because it's getting awkward. 
<laughs> he's very funny, by the way. Have I told you this before? He's really funny, and he's like 10 steps ahead, but no shame ever. He's like a kind of love uh, that everything you've ever done or been, it all belongs. It's all been swallowed up in love. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it. But Jesus the Christ keeps appearing, and he's like, hey, uh, I know you, you've been teaching the Bible, and you've been telling my stories, and that's, and, and, and uh, yeah, great, and you help some people, great, yeah, but do you want to be, do you want to, like, you have stories, you, it's getting awkward, you have stories, don't you, because I'm getting, oh, I'm, I'm, I've been sucked up into this where'd you park your spaceship story, and this feeling of, can I just follow, almost like, like a kid, like, can I just, this this would just be such joy. Can I just follow this, or do I, or, or do I have to? You know, like do I, you know, debt, duty, and obligation will wreck you. They may give you points. They may get you rewards. They may give you esteem and honor. Uh, they might put you on the podium for debt, duty, and obligation. Great, great. But long term, they'll wreck you because they cut you off from the wellspring, which is your heart. And I. Uh, I can see in, let me think of how, how to say this. I can see in a way I never had before that what I had been doing. I was born into this religious family. Christianity was the religion. And I didn't understand it. Because it was so big. And it had a lot to do with America. And it had a lot to do with being a good citizen. It was all a giant hairball. And it had a lot to do with being a good son, um, being worthy. It, 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 was, it was about lots of things. And I could see there, in whatever that is, October of 2021, I could see, oh. So I set out. I went and got educated in all this, and then I got a job as a pastor, I could see in a new way how personal it all was for me. I was trying to understand who and where I came from. What is this multi-tentacled organism beast called Christianity that I was born into? And I was working out, trying to understand what it is. I just happened to have a microphone <laughs> and write some books. I happen to be doing it publicly. Um, and there's a particular kind of work there involving babies and bathwater. And I could see that for roughly 30 years, I had been trying to understand what of this that I was born in, what of it is good and what of it needs to be left behind is destructive, is no longer um, helpful, is actually working against where all of this wants to go. There's a very particular, I would use the word parsing or distinction making. This is this, this is that. This is the infinite transcendent mystery out of which all things arise. This over here is power, control, patriarchy, uh, a, a lack of 
evolution, however, however you want a failure to adapt, however you want to say that. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you get what I'm saying here. There's a particular kind of work. A friend of mine, when we were talking about this around that time, was like, "Yeah, it's scribal. Like, there's the scribal uh, teacher who takes the ancient text and then pulls it apart and illuminates it to try and show people, hey, this might." Hey, this is this is helpful. This tr- try this on, and speaks against what needs to be s- spoken against. And I and at some level, I've been doing that uh, for a long, long time. And in the fall of twenty twenty one, God, it's even right now. Even telling you about it, it's like whew, the emotion was like, do you do you want to do you want to do? Uh, do you want like a new job? Do you want to do something else? And uh, there was like a like a a very very childlike innocent yes yes I do because I got these stories in me and I'd written some plays and another novel so I had tapped into the storytelling that came out very powerfully out of me and delighted me like nothing else did but it also had this like okay now but you know you know you got to go back to your job <laughs> um you know life can't be that good um but i had this uh release this uh, and i made a ritual in the backyard to help me uh sort of embody it like sink into it all the way into the sort of the cells, and then I started type, and I was typing, started typing this story, and it's like uh, 1,000 words, 5,000 words, 10,000 words, 15,000 words. Quite quickly, within a couple of weeks, it's longer than any of my other books. Like, it just keeps coming, and I start going to get groceries on Sunday and planning out what I'm going to eat for lunch so that I (laughs) don't have to waste time thinking because in the past, writing for me was a torturous affair. The other books, a couple of hours in the morning, and then I'd just be like, can I go out and play? <laughs> just to sit there um, and and put get, get a couple hours in, and then I would my brain would just completely fog over. But this, this where'd you park your spaceship? I'd take Violet to school. I would sit down and start typing, and all of a sudden look down, and it's time to pick Violet up from school. Like, wait, what is happening here? And I'm planning out my lunch so I can go into the kitchen, eat my lunch. It's like when Obama in his five suits, like when he was like, I'm running the world here. I, I'm, I, have, a, I have a job. I can't be wondering in the morning which suit I'm going to wear. <laughs> I remember him telling that story and being like, that is an awesome story. I have nothing to do with my life. But all of a sudden I was like, wait, like I can't be figuring out what I'm going to have for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I got this story, and some of the scenes in the story, uh, well, the whole thing, it's like entering into it each morning. I would enter into it, see where it, where it would go. And there there are scenes in the, in the story that, uh, there's one I can think of that I was in for a week. I, I, would, I was in, in the scene writing it and watching what was happening in the scene as I was 
writing the scene. I, uh, some of you, yeah, I'm sure some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you are like, huh? Um, but that's all good. <laughs> and uh, I just kept following it. And uh, at one point, I remember saying to Kristen months in, you know, like each day when I go like to the back house and, and do my work, I'm actually writing a story. And so my job, job, other work, I'm doing sort of a, a, at night and around the edges. That's like the hustle so I can do this thing. Um, but I don't know what it is. I don't know where it's headed. I don't know what it means. I don't think anybody's interested in it. I just know it's healing me. It's allowing me access to pain and joy and ache and loss and hope that I, it's, it's opening me up in ways. Um, but I don't know, I, I, like I'm spending most of my day doing this and I don't know where, what it is or if it even is anything. And Kristen looks at me and says, <laughs> yeah, how else would it work? <laughs> Yeah, how else would it work? <laughs> oh, almost like, oh, you're doing something new and it's ripping open your heart in new ways and it's like taking you and, and you're having to try to figure out how to like handle it and let it come in and what to do with the rest of your... She's, yeah, she's, she's almost like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, of course, that's how these things work. What do you mean? Uh and I remember there was a moment when one of the characters writes a play early in the story. And I was like, yeah, he does. Of course he writes. His name is Nord Yeggs from the Yeggs family, uh, Duke and Rudy's son. And I was like, well, what's the name of his play? And instantly I'm like, oh, yeah, he writes a play called What's a Nucka? But as you know, I wrote a play called What's a Nucka? And so I was like, wait, he writes a play that already exists and you can see what was happening to me is I was like wait I'm why what if I published that play and then published this book but the play that's in the book is actual play that you could read <laughs> it becomes like loops and loops and I was like oh that's so on the nose like that's so like eye roll self-referencing and I was like yeah it is uh-huh so I kept having to give myself permission to just let it be as whatever, like, what it wanted to be. Like, yeah, all the cool kids may roll their eyes at that one. Tough. It stays in. <laughs> uh, I remember another point at which the word Zimzum gets used, and I was like, oh, God, that's like, you literally wrote a book with the word Zimzum in the title. Fine. Yeah, fine. Yeah. That's that's stays in. It stays in. Uh, at one point, the book, the first draft was seven hundred and fifty pages long, uh, and I was like, "Whoa, that's yeah, that's that's a that's yeah, seven hundred fifty pages." To which Kristen responded, "Rob, not everybody thinks seven hundred fifty pages is a good thing." <laughs> but a couple friends read the first draft. Like that's a friend who will read seven hundred fifty pages, and one friend said. Shout out to Cody. Um, one friend said, you know, 
uh, the work you've been doing over these years. It's great, very helpful. Uh, really appreciated it. He said, but said this story you sent me. This is the closest to who I know you to be. Friends said stuff like that. That, uh, I mean, yeah. Whew. Whew. So, uh, at some point, I realized I don't think any publishers are going to be remotely interested. Uh, what's your next book on? Uh, the Planet Furtis? Because <laughs> I realized that it's, I, I start finishing up a first draft and it's book one, Welcome to Furtis, of Where'd You Park Your Space? I realize it's a series. Um, I realize I've written book one. I take out uh, 250 pages um, because I realize there's a whole, that's a whole other, that's like there's multiple other books. Um, and it's still 550 pages and I read it through and I cannot read it through without feeling the feels. I find myself reading it through to edit it and stopping because there's so many tears because I just love the story so much and these characters and I realize everything has to be made up. So there's Moriba and Meebs and Yorch and all the um, Spy V and Lanzing and Borns and Peebles and Aziga May. Like every, everybody's name, of course, has to be made up except partway through the book, a character shows up named Bobby Freelance. <laughs> At some point, there will need to be a T-shirt that says, you just got Bobby freelanced. Um, and the names and the titles and the planets and then, of course, spaceships. And I have to come up with the taxonomy of spaceships. So there's like the Vesto Slifer 6, which is different than the Vesto Slifer 7 because the cantilevered rear shoots. And then there's the Ray Ortland 4 and the Ray Ortland 5, which isn't as fast but really functional and does not break down. It's like the Honda of spaceships. So this creating of this world becomes... Uh, just the most exhilarating uh, creative experience of, of my life. It just is, yeah. And I, I realized, yeah, if I, I just already know how it's going to go. The publisher's going to be like, wait, what? Let me look at your other books. Wait, what? Um, so so I start, so we, we start Backhouse Books. I was like, we'll just make it ourselves. We'll just do it ourselves. Um, so we published the plays, and then we have to pick, a date to publish Where'd You Park Your Spaceship? And uh, so earlier this year, when the book is ready, I'm picking a date, and I was like, oh, wait, I'm the publisher. I just get to pick the date. So I picked my birthday. <laughs> uh, so that was a couple days ago, August 23rd, Where'd You Park Your Spaceship came out into the world. And uh, the people who have read it, the things we get to talk about, and the discussions we have, and um, so a couple of nights ago was Book Eve, the 22nd, and I uh, loaded up some boxes of books and drove to L.A. and some art and made an art show bookstore in the, in the atrium of Largo, this club in Los Angeles that I've done a number of shows at over the years, and I'm loading the books into my car, here in the garage where I'm sitting now. And since 2005, when my first book came out, um, there's always been like a world of the publisher, all of these people who 
magically make books appear wherever I show up on shelves who do all this work. And so uh, I had it easy. I would just show up and my book would be there and I'd sign it and away we go. But there's something about loading these boxes of books and then setting them up. And I loaded my car with art as well so that the books would have all this art. And then I put, uh, yeah, like I put up signs and it was like going way, not even going back to the beginning, going back to before the beginning um, and not knowing how it'll go or where it's headed. And that doesn't matter. It's about this experience of making something that feels like it's more me than anything I've ever made and then making it so that people could get it. What There's some sort of purity, some sort of return, some sort of cleansing, some sort of... That's what happens to you and I. We have these moments when we get to embrace beginner's mind and start again and... We have no idea how it's going to go. Literally, in this case, like when you make your own book, then you're in the hole financially. This is all like, <laughs> it's just the best because you just, it just shows you all the stuff in there and you get to work with it and you get to relax into it and you get to trust that if you're more alive than ever, then the other details will probably work themselves out. Can we all agree on that? Yeah, the rest is details. So uh, this guy asks this guy a question. Woken up in the night <laughs> with this question, where'd you park your spaceship? And I note it, I sort of laugh and go back to sleep, but I can't stop thinking about the next day, and it just grows and grows and grows into this. Of course, obviously, there's always the twists and the reveals. For instance, I'm thinking this is like a, what am I doing? This a book with spaceships in the title that's like, I love it, and it's me, and it's also like, wow, this is departure. But then I realize... There are lots of people over the years who wrote like I have about the big things, about love and hope and God and loss and the broken nature of many things in the world, like lots of people who then, the next thing they had to say uh, and they wrote very straightforward, like, this is my point, here's how I explain it, here's an example, here's what I just told you, here's my next point. Lots of people who wrote like that. They wrote about philosophy, theology, spirituality. And then at some point, the next thing that they, the next part of their life, or the next thing they had to say didn't fit within those confines. Essentially, yeah, I got to invite you into a whole world, yeah, and see what you see. So of course, over time, I begin to realize that this, you think you're so special or unusual, and then you learn, oh yeah, other people went through this exact thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. This is utterly, absolutely, totally unique and new, and not that new. <laughs>
uh, uh, if you want to uh, download and read the first 100 pages of Where'd You Park Your Spaceship for free, that's at my site. If you want to order the paperback, all that. Um, and there's lots more. Or you want to read the play that is mentioned in the book, all that, lots. And then, of course, there's lots. You know me. There's lots more to come, which I'll tell you about uh, at the appropriate time. But yeah, what? I did not see this coming. And whoo, what a, what a, man, what a new place to be in. May you, my brothers and sisters, experience this same kind of wonderful, disruptive, bewildering, joyful newness. Ha, <laughs>